Hello everybody, welcome to episode 7 of Killing and Thrilling. I am your host, Trinity Brown. How is everyone doing today? Hope you're doing well. Uh, I literally just woke up. It is 3.30 in the fucking afternoon and I just woke up. Uh, but to be fair, I didn't go to bed till like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, so kind of fair. But I really do need to fix my sleep schedule. Uh, it's a common thing here on this podcast that I'm talking about how fucked up my sleep schedule is and hopefully some of you all can relate uh covid's got me fucked up uh don't really have a like i don't don't really i don't have a job right now i'm not in school so it's kind of just all over the place for me and sleeping um because it's like i don't i don't have anything that i need to wake up for so i set alarms and they just go off and i just fucking sleep through them i don't know how they're on full blast and I'm just sleeping so it sucks and I hate it um let's see is there anything going on in my life honestly no not really um continue painting uh I got my first tattoo gun the other day because I do stick and poke tattoos I've been doing them on myself for like two years now and just like little small ones and I was like you know what let me just get a gun and I got all the stuff for it like I got fake skin I got ink caps I got uh what else did I get I got transfer paper I got all of that stuff uh the only thing I didn't get was the transfer stuff which is literally what it's called that transfer stuff um because for transfer paper you can just use deodorant so which that was really cool so um but obviously if I do end up doing tattoos on other people I probably would buy that transfer stuff just because I don't want to use deodorant and have to buy multiple deodorants to use on different people so the transfer stuff would just be easier because I'm not going to use my own deodorant on someone else or buy a brand new one for a client and then use that one on a different one you know what I mean so I'm still practicing uh I ended up doing a tattoo on my finger yesterday that fucking sucks I fucking hate it because I I just got super just like I got cocky I was like I was doing a finger tattoo where it's literally just uh, four dots on my middle finger and doing dots with a tattoo gun is the most easiest thing in the entire it's like the easiest thing in the entire world um and then I was like you know what I want this tattoo that I've been wanting it's the number 444 um so I did that on my pointer finger on the side and it just looks like shit and I could probably go to an actual tattoo artist and get it fixed it's not the worst you can tell what it is but it's not the best so but why would it be the best i'm not a professional tattoo artist i'm very much an amateur and don't really know how to do these things so you know it is what it is so yeah i got that tattoo gun and i went over a couple of my previous stick and poke tattoos which was really fun it doesn't hurt at all actually uh obviously the deeper you go the more it's gonna hurt because you're penetrating layers of skin but honestly it didn't hurt as much as i thought it was going to um i ended up what did i do because i was trying to because i have a heart on my wrist and i was like hey i want to i want to fill this one in so i went to go put the needle to my skin and i literally couldn't do it like i just like my body was not letting me so i ended up going and doing one on my ankle that i previously had there and it didn't hurt so i ended up doing the one on my wrist and i have one on my thigh that i did and yeah so that's just another little hobby that i'm getting into so 
um yeah i think that's kind of fun kind of kind of cool kind of interesting um in words of this podcast it's doing pretty well we're we're getting a couple of plays a day a couple couple of listens a day which i think is really fun we have like 70 followers on the instagram page if you haven't followed the instagram it's just at killing and thrilling podcast um and we have sorry i internally burped and yawned at the same time um and on the podcast itself we have over 90 plays which i think is really good um so thank you for everyone for listening i went into the spiel last episode and i got into a little sloppy rant about how thankful i am so we don't need to do that again but thank you for everyone who is listening and i really appreciate it uh in other podcast news i am going to be creating a second podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with killing and thrilling but my dad gave me the idea so shout out to my dad and the podcast is called the audacity of youth and it it's not out yet so don't go looking for it but it's basically a podcast of a youth talking to other youths and like younger youths so my dad basically gave me the idea because i terrorized him when i was living with him like I was doing a bunch of shit that I shouldn't have been doing, smoking cigarettes, sneaking out, stealing his car, like, doing all of this fucked up shit that I shouldn't have been doing, and I, I honestly feel really bad, and, um, there were things that, in my opinion, my stepmom and my dad did to me that just didn't need to be done, um, and they, they didn't really have to do, it was more on my stepmom's part, but, she just did stuff that was absolutely ridiculous in my opinion and like even like my friend's parents thought it was fucking ridiculous and I know it wasn't my dad's fault but it was more her fault but there are shit that I I did that shouldn't have I shouldn't have been doing as a teenager so I thought I would make this podcast and talk to youth you know and like give them advice coming from someone who's done it like I'm only 19 years old it's not like I'm freaking 30 and I'm looking back on the time when I was when I was a teenager because I still am a teenager but I'm going into my 20s and I am still gonna make mistakes right but there are mistakes that I've already made that I wouldn't make again because I've learned from them that I think I could talk about so I already have about like eight episodes written down um so it's not gonna just be talking about like bad mistakes it's gonna be talking about stuff that teenagers deal with like body image mental health bullying like heartbreak stuff like that but it's also gonna be talking about the shit that you shouldn't do as a teenager and maybe think about that stuff if you really want to do these things you know like smoking cigarettes and stuff i'm not gonna go into uh weed or anything because that's such a common thing and everyone does it uh i'm just not a i'm just not a weed smoker but everyone else in my life is so you know and my dad is and my dad advocates for it so i'm not gonna talk about that um and I'm not going to talk about drugs either because I never dabbled in drugs. I only did uh, weed. Like, I only smoked weed, but I never dabbled in any other drugs. So, I'm not going to talk about that. But, um, yeah. So, if you guys uh, want to listen to the podcast and you think it's a pretty good idea, I'll let you know when it is going to be coming out. And I, I'm, I'm actually really excited for that because I could talk about that shit for ages. You know what I mean? Like, I love talking to younger people about the mistakes that I did and why they shouldn't do them and how to deal with that shit so I think that's really fascinating I think that's something that um I really like to talk about so along with this podcast I just dropped my phone I'm so sorry but along with this podcast uh there's going to be that one so um I hope you guys will give it a listen when it does come out and yeah so 
I think it's gonna be really fun. So have no idea when it's gonna come out. I have to mentally prepare myself for that because I still have this podcast to do. And yeah, so but I have nothing else to do in my life, so why not just create two podcasts? You know what I'm saying? My dad's still harping on me to do YouTube, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do YouTube. I can't. I'm too fucking awkward. I can't. Like, I don't have a camera. Using my phone isn't it. It looks horrible. So, yeah. We're going to stick to to podcasting because, honestly, it's just easier. No one has to see my face. So, yeah. Um, I think that's everything that I need to talk about. I didn't need to talk about any of that, but I wanted to. So, but yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, I'm getting a kitten. That's that's something new. I'm getting a kitten. I had to convince my boyfriend's family if we could get one because I live with his family. And uh, his dad is allergic, so that's a thing. And his dad, like, was like, no, we're not getting a cat. We're not getting a cat. But then he was like, okay, we'll get a cat. But if my allergies are way too bad, then we have to get rid of it. And, but the cat is short hair. And the mom and the dad um, of the kittens, they don't shed so I feel like that's a good thing. So the cat's not hypoallergenic, but they don't shed in their short hair, which is which is good for people with with allergies, right? So he's so cute. His name is Elvis. If you know, you know. For my favorite murder, Georgia's cat is named Elvis, her Siamese cat. Um, so I decided to name him Elvis. My friend Lily suggested that to me, and I was like, Lily, you're a fucking genius. I was, I didn't even think about that. And it works because uh, my boyfriend's dad loves Elvis, like, loves the singer Elvis. And I don't listen to Elvis, but I love the cat. Is that the, I don't know if he's blind. I think he's uh, cross-eyed. The cross-eyed Siamese cat Elvis. So, it's perfect. He's a little gray kitten. He's all gray. He has some definition of, like, the lines that tabby cats have, because the mom is basically a tabby cat. Um, so, yeah, he's really cute, and he's coming on with me in, like, a week and a half. I saw him the other day, and and all his brothers and sisters, and the mom and the dad, and so cute. The dad does not give a shit about those kittens, but the mom does, obviously, because she goes in there, she lays with them, and she, she nurses them, so it was really fucking cute. Me and my boyfriend were having a really hard time picking between two cats, because there was one that kept going to my boyfriend, and uh, and the one that we picked, Elvis, kept going to me. He's really cute. He has a really sad face, and, like, these, like, little, like, almost, like, grayish-blue eyes, and he's so fucking cute, and I have no idea what he's gonna look like when he's older, because, like, the dad is just, like, this gray cat with, like, white paws, and, like, white on his, like, chest area, and, like, I don't know what the fuck he is. I don't know what the kind of cat that is, but he's he's large he's a big cat and the mom is just like this tiny petite little thing and i don't know what type of cats they are the mom looks like a tabby but not a tabby so i don't really know they were free cats who were fucking other cats so anyway that's my news we'll get into the story now um i hope you enjoy today's episode because this is a story that i absolutely fucking love all right so obviously by the title of this episode you know what we are doing today and i'm so excited so we are doing the real life story of the orphan if you've not seen the movie orphan we are going to talk about the uh comparisons of the movie to the actual story at the end because i don't want to talk about it right now because that just gives it away but if you've ever watched the movie uh, i watched it when i was younger not too young but i was like a preteen and it was a really good fucking movie, but it was super eerie and, like, super, like, weird to watch. 
but I watched it and it was a really good movie. But it's completely different from what the actual story is. So we're going to talk about that at the, uh, at the end. Sorry, I need tongue tied. I swear to God. So here's the story of the orphan, Natalie Grace. So the sources that I used was this one article, crimeinvestigation.co.uk. So, um, and they have sources from like the Daily Mail and stuff. So let's get into it. So Kristen and Michael Barnett, a Christian couple from Indiana. Uh, Christian was Kristen. Chris, I'm going to keep saying Christian, but it's Kristen. Kristen was a parenting author and a motivational speaker. Uh, she was also known for her expertise in raising children with special needs. Um, her and Michael, sorry, what the fuck was that? Her and Michael had a son named Jake who had been diagnosed with autism at the age of two years old. Uh, but Jake was very smart. He ended up publishing a paper at 12 years old. So, um... Uh, Kristen and Michael also had two other sons, so they were a very happy couple. They had three beautiful sons and wonderful jobs and seemingly wonderful life. Uh, but a quote from Christian is, quote, I always wanted a larger family and I had severe complications with my pre pregnancies and was, was unable to have more children, end quote. Uh, then in 2010, Kristen and Michael adopted a six-year-old Ukrainian girl named Natalie Grace. Uh, she had a form of dwarfism, which meant that she was three feet tall and had issues walking. So, Natalie had already been in the U.S. for two years and was living with another family before the Barnetts, but the family eventually gave her up and led to the Barnetts adopting her. So, and then, like, for undisclosed reasons. Like, they didn't give any reasons for why they gave up Natalie, but they did, which led the Barnetts to adopting her. So soon after moving in and being adopted by the Barnetts, Natalie started behaving in strange ways. In an interview with the Daily Mail, Kristen said that Natalie started to terrorize the family. Natalie told the family she wanted to kill them. Quote, she would always, she would make statements and draw pictures saying she wanted to kill family members, roll them up in blankets and throw them in the backyard. She would stand over them while they were, oh wait, end quote, sorry. Uh, she would stand over them while they were sleeping, and she started jumping out of moving cars and smearing blood on mirrors around the house. Kristen even told, even once found Natalie putting bleach in Kristen's coffee, um, and Natalie had also tried to drag her towards an electric fence. So, yeah. And they even said at the age of six years old, Natalie had full adult teeth. Which is fucking creepy as fuck. <laughs> um, so Kristen came to the con- Christian fuck. Kristen came to the conclusion that Natalie was not a disturbed child, but wasn't even a child at all. Kristen claimed that Natalie was a sociopathic adult who was playing the part of a child. Uh, Natalie had a condition that made her look as she was a child, but in reality she wasn't, um, which is probably her form of dwarfism. Um, so... The Barnett said that Natalie didn't play with toys or dolls like a six-year-old girl would. She also had a very sophisticated vocabulary that normally six-year-olds don't. But I've met small children that have very sophisticated vocabulary before. Um, Kristen told the Daily Mail that when she bathed Natalie, she noticed that Natalie had full pubic hair. Which a six-year-old just should not have. You know, like, you're six and you got a full thing of pubic hair? Uh, no. Not okay. Um... She also noticed that Natalie had her period, which she would hide the fact that she did. Like, she would throw away her bloody clothes, and then Kristen would find them and be like, huh? So it'd be like bloody underwear and stuff. And you got blood in your underwear, and it's only one thing. You got your period. So, you know? Uh, 
Doctors said that Natalie had a psychological illness that only adults could be diagnosed with, and the Barnett's family had run a bone density test on her, which found that Natalie was, in fact, a teenager or much older. So in 2012, the family changed Natalie's age to 22 on all her legal documents and changed her birth year from 2003 to 1989. Then in 2013, the family rented Natalie an apartment and then moved to Canada without her. Canada, represent. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, they didn't do this because of, of their claims and because of the violence from Natalie, but to put their son into a special school. So their son, Jake, who has autism, they moved to Canada, put him in a school where he could be um, helped and treated with his autism instead of being in a normal school. Uh, but there's two sides to this. So there's, there's people who believe that Natalie is actually a child who has dwarfism and was left and neglected by her family. But there's also people that believe that Natalie is an adult and her family helped her by renting her an apartment to live by herself as an adult should. So in 2014, according to NBC News, Natalie told the police that she had been left by her family and was living alone in a rented apartment. And then police began looking for the Barnetts, who were then arrested and charged with two counts of felony neglect of an of a, oh my god of a dependent. Uh, they were released on bail in September of 2019. I'm pretty sure the article didn't state when they were released, but I'm pretty sure it was 2019. So they were they were in uh, jail for quite some time. I think so. I don't fucking know. And this article didn't state when it was. And I tried looking it up. I looked up when the Barnetts were released on bail and it didn't tell me anything. So, it's kind of stupid. So, in an interview, Kristen said that she did not abandon anyone. She states that once the family um, and her moved to Canada, Natalie just vanished. Like, they tried to keep tabs on Natalie, but she was gone. And then later, Kristen came back to Indiana where she found a little pink bike at Natalie's house and a dress in a little dress in her wardrobe and she was worried that Natalie was doing the whole process over again which was tricking another family into believing that she was a child. So according to the Lafayette Journal and Courier there was another family that wanted to adopt Natalie but in order to do so they had to res re reverse the motion that changed her birth certificate that made Natalie an adult and the lawyers who acted on behalf of Natalie and the family um, believe that Natalie was a child. The Barnetts then filed an objection and the ruling was upheld. Uh, so Kristen had, Kristen had been vocal about her conviction and that Natalie was an adult who was scamming her family and bringing up hospital records to show that. So like the bone density, um, tests showing that she was, she was not a child and other tests that showed that she was, she was not a child. Uh, it got more complicated because Michael Barnett has been known to change his story. Um, so according to police, Michael, who had divorced Kristen in 2014, told them that they had known Natalie was a minor all along, but Kristen told Natalie to lie about her age and say that she was 22 years old. So Lord knows why. Maybe to get publicity, maybe to do something. I don't, I don't know. So I, I don't know. Uh, and their case also went to trial this past January 2020. So their their case went to trial in January. So, yeah. So now you have to wonder, how old is Natalie really? But it's unclear at this point in time because she's either 30 or 16 years old right now. So, uh, the confusion comes from the fact that the Barnetts had her birth certificate changed in 2012 after a judge agreed 
to have her birth year changed in 1989. Uh, a letter to, in 2006 from Michael's primary care doctor says uh, she is sustainably older than she claims, then citing her dental records and secondary sex characteristics. So, like, the pubic hair on her body and her period and other stuff like that. Like, dental records would show that her teeth were um, not child's teeth they were they were adult teeth so that was the proof but officials have called this claim into question so police say that the bone density test performed on natalie in 2010 showed that natalie was eight years old at the time and then 2012 tests show that natalie was around 11 years old a lawyer who represented natalie says i do not believe her to be an adult at the time that i represented her so her lawyer believes that she was a child Another lawyer who represented the family who was trying to obtain guardianship of Natalie says the most, sorry, my dyslexia is coming into play. The most irregracious part of it, of it is that this child who was turned into an, who was turned into adult without any supervision, this kid sitting out there and, and her parents say, well, we're going to turn you into an adult, which I find incredibly offensive. So he's basically saying that the Barnetts knew that she was a child, but are going to turn her into an adult because of all this, all these characteristics that she had that make her look like she's not a child. Um, so, yeah. So from 2013 to 2006, police say that they did not support Natalie. They, the family, the Barnetts, did not support Natalie financially, and that she was living alone in an apartment in Lafayette, Indiana, while her family was living in Canada. Uh, the question of Natalie's birth mother also comes into question. So, the Daily Mail reported that the woman come, oh my god, claiming to be Natalie's birth mother has confirmed that Natalie is a teenager. I'm going to mess this name up because it's a Ukrainian name. Anna Vol Volodymyrovna. Volodymyrovna. Gava. Aged 40. Told reporters that she gave birth to Natalie on September 4th, 2003, but felt forced to surrender her because the doctors told her that when Natalie was born, quote, she had short arms and short legs, end quote. Natalie was sent to an orphanage where she lived for five years before being adopted by an American couple. Gava said that Natalie is now 16 years old. The Daily Mail says that Natalie arrived in the U.S. in 2008 with paperwork stating that her name was Gava Natalie Va... Vadimivna, Vadimivna, and was born September 4th, 2003, which backs up Gava's story, and the pro prosecutors claim that, um, claims that they, the Barnett's abandoned their adopted daughter. So, to this day, police have not released any updates on Natalie's whereabouts, but according to the Daily Mail, Natalie is now living with another couple in Indiana, Antoine and Cynthia Manns, and their five children. This is the couple that applied to be Natalie's parents after the Barnett's in 2006. So, yeah, that is the story. There's not much information on it other than that. I read through a couple other articles um, just looking at the information and all the information is basically the same so it is a very short story but we'll get into the comparison of the movie to the actual story now so um in the movie the orphan which you should all watch it was a 2009 movie no i don't i don't fucking know um but anyway so the movie um it shows i don't know if her name is natalie in the movie i'm pretty sure it's not but um 
I'm pretty sure she has a Ukrainian name in the movie, but uh, in the movie, she does not have dwarfism. She, and I'm pretty sure she's like 11 or 12 years old in the movie. Um, so she does not have dwarfism, but she is a very like sophisticated woman. Like she has like manners and she's very sophisticated for her age and just the way she talks. Um, and in the movie, by the way, if you have not seen it, this is just going to be an entire thing of spoilers. So if you want to stop here, um, you can, or if you don't care, then you can keep listening. So in the movie, um, the Barnett's, so the parents, they have a son who does not have autism. They have a, a son and they have a daughter who is deaf. So she's deaf and I'm pretty sure she has a couple other special needs, but they have one son and a, and a daughter who's deaf. So the movie, it does not show the Barnett's having, um, three boys and does not show one having autism, but I'm pretty sure the little girl does have autism and she is deaf. So there's that fact. Um, it does show Natalie being kind of a terror, um, hurting other little children, trying to hurt other people, hurting the little brother, um, hurting herself for attention. She ends up breaking her arm for attention, but it's all for the attention of the father. So in the movie, the whole point is about trying to get the father alone because she's clearly older than she says she is and she's trying to get the father alone because she wants to like do stuff with the father um so she tries to basically kill off the mother she tries to um put the kids in the hospital she ends up the the little the boy the their son has a tree house and she ends up burning it down um stuff like that and natalie is just very promiscuous there's a part in the movie where the father or the mother, I think it's the father, goes into Natalie's bedroom and she has a fish tank that has, um, what is that freaking light called? UV light. The fish tank has a UV light, which illuminates, um, one of the walls and he ends up like taking the UV light out, which illuminates the entire room and her walls are covered in this like uv light paint that can't be seen without a uv light in like these pornographic images so and it's like people having sex on the wall and she like drew them on the wall um yeah so which we don't know if natalie did that in real life but i don't think she did i think it was for dramatic effect of the movie um but yeah so in the movie and then there's one part of the movie where she takes out her she has veneers and she takes out her veneers and she has like really fucked up like adult teeth and she wears this choker around her neck and then she takes it off and she has like this bruise around her neck and she has bruises around her wrists um and all this other stuff but um yeah so the movie is quite different from the actual story um but you, you should all go watch it. That's what the movie is based upon. It's based on that story of Natalie Grace. Um, she is Ukrainian in the movie. She does have a Ukrainian accent. Um, the movie is just really eerie and really strange to watch. But you should definitely watch it. And in the movie, she does try to kill the mom. And I'm pretty sure she does try to kill the little sister who is deaf. Um, she also kills a nun. So, because in, in the movie, she's at a... 
she's at like a Christian or Catholic orphanage, um, run by nuns. And, um, when a nun comes to do like a, a check-in on Natalie, which like you have to do if you adopt a child, you have to get check-ins by social workers and she kills Natalie. So no, she doesn't kill Natalie. Natalie kills her. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So Natalie fucking kills her. She like takes a f- an ax or something and, like fucking kills her in front of the deaf daughter. So, and she knows that the daughter can't say anything. Well, she can. She can speak sign language, but, you know. So, the whole story is fucked up. And I think Natalie dies in the end. But she doesn't die in real life. So, as of right now, we think that Natalie is living with another family in Indiana. So, yeah. So, guys, that's the story. I'm sorry this one was really quick. I didn't realize how quick it was. I was doing my research and I was like, I was like, okay, this is good. This is, this is a good, length story. But I talked for 11 minutes about that story. <laughs> So I'm really sorry. I really need to find a story with a lot of information on it. Um, uh, I think that at one point I might do a a little like Ottawa story, but I don't, I don't know if I want to because it is a story of a a girl who got murdered where I live. So, but I don't know if I want to bring up that. So I don't know, but I never know. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's story. Um, that's one of my favorite movies, so I definitely recommend you guys go watch it. Um, my spoilers do not do justice for the movie, so go watch it. It's actually a really good movie. It's really creepy and really eerie. Um, since it's Halloween time, you could definitely watch that movie. Um, it's really well made and it's just super creepy. And the girl who plays Natalie is just she's creepy. She's so creepy. She's You've definitely seen her in other things. I'm pretty sure she's in The Hunger Games. Um, but she just, like, when she was younger, she just emanated this, like, really creepy, like, young girl that would, like, just be, like, so good for horror movies. I'm pretty sure she's been in other horror movies, but she's very creepy. So, yeah, definitely go watch that movie. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for, for coming to hang out with me for a bit today. Um... And yeah, I will see you guys next week with a paranormal story. Pretty sure I'm going to do the Cecil Hotel next week. Um, or not. I don't know. I'm going to look and see what other stories I can find. But yeah. So hope you guys have a wonderful day or night wherever you are in the world. And remember, trust nobody and don't summon demons. Goodbye.